Welcome to Lesbian Moms, big adventures in queer parenting from two moms. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lana. And here we're going to share our highs and lows, our laughs and cries, successes and mistakes, and everything in between on our journey as first-time parents. So here we're recording our first episode. Uh, we're in our back uh, living room, the warrior's den, as I like to call it. Yes, um, never recorded a podcast, and my nickname is often Quiet Riot. So Silent Bob. This should be interesting, but I was doing some mindset work earlier today. Mm. I am funny. <laughs> I am fun. <laughs> so we'll <That's> see. <laughs> you can be the judge. Um, our 11-week old baby is napping, so you hopefully she'll stay down for this entirety of this episode. Yes, we are going to try to trailblaze through and make it work. Make it happen. That's what parenting's all about, is just making it work. Yeah, the one thing that has I've really noticed since becoming a parent is all the little breaks in between the naps. You really have to make the most out of that <laughs> yeah. time because you're like cramming it in. Uh, it's just constant interruptions. Yeah, so many interruptions and it never ends. Nope. You can't just get rid of the baby or hit pause. Uh, it's a choice we've made. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess a little backstory on us and how we met. Sure. Uh, we've actually we've known each other for 13 years which is a really long time yeah so we met in graduate school at the san francisco art institute sfai art rest in peace so sad but um yeah when we first met or knew each other i thought Lindsay was so weird (laughs) i think she also thought i was weird you were you were super bizarre to me yeah, I was kind of drawn to Lindsay, but at the same time thought she was just a freak. We had this critique class together. Oh, yes, graduate critique. Where everyone would bring work they were working on and put it up on display and people would talk about it. Well, she puts these photos up that are like multiple exposures. They're images of her butthole and vagina and her mouth wide open superimposed on like entry points into San Francisco. So like the it was Golden called points of entry. It was too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Is it was this? really bad graduate school uh, art. Super literal. Points yeah. of entry, the body, the city. But I was in shock, I would say. <laughs> and then like Maybe a year later, we had a different class together, and I still was intrigued (laughs) (laughs) by Lindsay, but I was so impressed because she was really participating in the conversation in this class, but she wouldn't ever take any notes or anything. I was like, wow. Too smart. I'm too smart. Um, And I would bring in (laughs) clementines to like eat during class, and she would eat the peels Mm, and I I thought that was just so weird and she still eats the peels anyway so that was like it was like mystery and intrigue (laughs) yeah fast forward 13 years later we're together we're married we have a baby 
I did when we met. I thought Lana was really weird, too. Uh, I think she had a crush on me, and that's maybe why I thought you were weird, because <laughs> you were so strange. I also thought Lana was gay. You mean straight? I mean straight. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought Lana was straight, and so for a long time, we spent like a couple, we had a couple sleepovers, actually, where mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't like hook up. Yeah, true. I had been with uh, a bunch of straight girls, and I just was kind of over that of like, sort of being their experiment their little dabble but anyways but we ended up together mm-hmm. and yeah now we are parents mm-hmm. so why did we want to become parents wow what a question <laughs> um well i think it was something that i just wanted for my life and for a long time, I mean, we talked about it for a long time, and we were always like, oh, down the road when I'm like 34. Mm-hmm. I had the baby when I was 36. I'm 36. I was 38 when we had the baby. Yeah. Uh, we did keep on, so we've been together since we were 27, so we did keep on kind of <laughs> like pushing, pushing that yeah. like further and further down. And we finally, like we knew, or I knew that like I wanted that in my life to be like an experience I have in life and to have like a family that I create with someone and at the same time like you never feel ready I still still feel like sometimes it's just as bizarre I'm like oh my god I have a baby yeah, even right now, I like, you know, just chatting here, I like forgot that we had a child, but we do. <laughs> yeah, we were always kind of like, we're never ready, but we just have decided to go forward, which I think is a lot about the mindset we're going. <laughs> you kind of just make a decision and you go forward with it. Yeah, because I think I could have oscillated for years going back and forth between like do I really want to have a have a child right now or do I want to like keep on living my life a certain way but I knew I wanted to have a baby I knew I wanted to have a family with Lana getting to do it as a queer family it's not as easy as just you know for some couples where it's like oh we just won't wear a condom or we're gonna just intentionally try try to have this child for us you know it's like you have to line up a donor. You have to go through a bunch of hoops. And yeah. even that that whole process felt really, really daunting to me. And in fact, ours was actually pretty easy. But I think that you just know that having a child is not going to be as easy as snapping your fingers. And that's true for a lot of different yeah, families. Yeah, tons of straight, straight people, people as well. well. Yes. Yeah. But I think you just know as a queer person that that's de- your path is definitely going to be more complex Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to have a baby or have a family always thought of myself as a family man if you will but yeah i mean it you know we live in the bay area i worked at a bar worked at el rio for a very long time we're both artists i feel like our lifestyle in a lot of ways is not as congruent with having a child like going out a lot doing a lot of things having a lot of events working a lot because it's the bay and it's really expensive but you know i think we both really wanted to do this and we sort of just maybe also the pandemic coming out of the pandemic i think we were just like it's do or die it's now or never 
Mm-hmm. We also got married in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of got to the point where we were like, well, I guess we just do it. And that's sort of something as a queer parent, like we really were intentional, not the other people aren't intentional about when they want to have a baby, but it's something that we very much had to be like, okay, we have to like, yeah, set this all set up. Set it we up and just... orchestrate it. Well, I, I would say being queer and having deciding to have a baby, I was initially I felt really like overwhelmed because of like kind of all the steps that you have to go through. And in our case, we were actually pretty lucky or, or just like we had a, a situation where we had a friend who was going to be our donor and that all worked out really well. We drafted some legal documents, but I mean, we didn't have to go routes that tend to be more involved, like going to a sperm bank, surrogacy stuff. We basically, we had our donor and we were able to conceive at home. We did home conception. Shout out to Moby Baby. That's what it's called. Mosey Baby. Mosey Baby. (laughs) Not the singer, Moby. Yeah. Or it's definitely really daunting becoming a parent as a queer person because you have to jump through a bunch of hoops that other couples maybe don't have to um, in terms of getting pregnant. Um, And also, I think, just feeling supported. My family was relatively supportive, um, but I didn't tell them that we were trying to get pregnant. I thought it would just lead to a lot of strange questions from them about, well, how's that going to happen? Even though my parents have been always very supportive of me and Lana being together and my lifestyle choices, you know, it was a strange thing because I do feel like for typically straight couples can usually share that news with their families and have that kind of support from them. But for me and Lana, we didn't really tell anyone. We told some friends. We told some friends. That's true. And my sister. And your sister. Yeah. But yeah, my mom hasn't been there as far as like supporting us. In a way that, you know, feels good. She didn't come to our wedding. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't come to our wedding, which was sad. And then I remember a long time ago, a conversation with her. I told her that I wanted to have a family and like we someday would have kids. And it was felt scary that I'd have to like tell her that someday. And like having to say, like, I think it's fine for two gay people to raise children and Mm -hmm. where she like I feel like at one point was like they need a mother and a father like oh yeah that um, like whole thing yeah they won't know a scratchy face (laughs) type of thing (laughs) they'll never feel their face up against the beard it's like so ridiculous but I remember saying um that no I want to have a family when this is when we were together with you Mm -hmm. and her reaction was like, well, how's that going to happen? How's that going to happen? So I'm from Arkansas, so my mom has an accent. <laughs> if you haven't guessed uh, from Lana's subtle accent. But, I mean, I was terrified to tell my mom that we were getting married, that we were engaged. to kind of like put a damper on our engagement, mm-hmm. to be honest. And then I had like... So much anxiety and stress to have to tell her I was pregnant. And, like, I kind of waited a while because I knew it was going to be upsetting for her in some fucked up way. Well, so, so, yeah, I think it felt it felt daunting in terms of, like, 
the hoops you have to jump through of like, you know, finding a donor, finding sperm, uh, finding a surrogate, however you're going to go, go through with it. And then also daunting and or kind of isolating in this way where we have amazing friends and our friends, of course, were supportive and Lana's sister. But, you know, we didn't really tell our families that we were trying to get pregnant. And so it did feel like we were just doing this thing kind of in secrecy, kind of behind their back. But at the same time, I feel like we've I've at least a lot of my life I've had sort of in secrecy from my parents, even though they have been supportive of my choices. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that they are always, they just don't understand. But, and this is just our story because there are so many people whose families are involved and supportive and amazing. But yeah, I, when I told my mom, her reaction was exactly what she said it would be like, what, five years or something before when we had mm-hmm. this previous conversation, the first thing she was like, well, how'd that happen? And who's the father? <laughs> well, it's like, first, not the father, it's mm-hmm. the donor. But yeah, I do have to say that by the next day, my mom had come around and was completely on board and has been super supportive and loves her grandbaby so much. And that's great. My parents actually had a very incredible reaction. Um, it was. So they fun. were crying. So happy. Yeah, we told them in person. And they have still never asked anything about us conceiving the child or about the donor, which I am like, that's incredible. Like, it's yes. just because it just isn't important to them. You yeah. know. It is funny, though. They were just here this past week to meet the grandbaby for the first time, and they kept referring to you as dad dad, and the godparents yeah. and well, <laughs> all kinds of funny things. My, You have to understand. You have to meet my parents to fully understand them. They are um, characters, bizarre people. Well, let's let's share a little bit about our conception, how that happened and came to be. So that was daunting. I've said that word five times, but it was really daunting to me. Like I was like, okay, we're ready. Let's go. And then I was like, how do we do it? Like, yeah, you were very stressed out. I felt overwhelming to me. You were so overwhelmed where I feel like I had more of like a less stress about it. Well, so our donor had, confronted us before we even reached out to them about like if we want to have a family start a family like they would be happy to donate yeah they're an amazing friend they had been the donor for another lesbian couple um and 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 they have a child of their own so we knew it worked so So we knew it was a bonus (laughs) and that was incredible because that was how we wanted it to happen and i support everyone's pro you know conception like but i think for us we kind of wanted it to be someone we know and i totally understand why some people don't want it to be someone they know but we did and so that seemed to just line up kind of perfectly um but still it still seemed overwhelming still so stressed out (laughs) Um, about we did have them sign some legal paperwork we're in california and there is some legal paperwork that a lot of people have drawn up that sort of just like protects you and also protects your donor. But it was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. 
one thing that is wonderful about yeah our donor situation is that we do have this like trust and friendship that you know makes us feel comfortable and I, it's really about comfort I think yeah. whatever you're comfortable with like some people might be more comfortable but getting. even so so we have the donor we feel totally comfortable about they were not living here uh they were not living in the bay area they were living in southern california and we wanted to do it at home we wanted to have at home yeah we wanted to do like turkey baster method yeah so <laughs> we did a little digging and research and luckily we had some other queer friends who had been in a similar situation starting mm-hmm. a family like a little bit before us and they I think told us about Mosey Baby which Mosey Baby you want to give us a little Mosey Baby sponsor? give us some affiliate money <laughs> um but no it works so if, essentially it's a glorified turkey baster it was I would say. it was um surprisingly anticlimactic when you opened it at, from the box because you imagine something like super high tech and like intricate but it was basically (laughs) just a syringe syringe with a rounded top so then it was like we had to go down there to visit um i mean and we had to time it all like yeah i would say your ovulation strips yeah yeah like figuring out ovulation and like planning a trip to coordinate when i would be ovulating which i was pretty regular Oh, I base. I'm the one that carried. If we haven't, Lana carried. Up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess people. I guess listeners might wonder how we decided who would carry. Yeah, or- that's a good question. I too. think from the beginning, though, you wanted to carry, and I feel very hesitant about carrying. Yes, I'm a little bit more. I, I don't know. I feel like we don't really fit any boxes, but you. I think you could consider Lana like the high femme, if you will. And then I guess you consider me non-binary weirdo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I still, well, we maybe will have a second baby. I'm. It's been up in the air since the first has arrived. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, before when the baby came, we were like, yes, too. I want her to have a sibling. I'm still leaning that way, but. Yeah, I think, well, but I think, I don't know if I would carry i still don't know even yeah. if we were to have a second one um i loved being pregnant though but we'll get into that next episode yeah i think i have some i would feel some body dysmorphia if i was to be pregnant yeah so it might be a little hard but i was always kind of on the fence about it but anyway so that worked out well lana definitely wanted to carry so that was good for our relationship our situation okay. yeah good for our situation we timed up um lana's ovulation i mean honestly all of these little steps because it worked it seems like oh it was, it was easy but it was kind of complicated and we had to like i was in between jobs <laughs> when we drove down to southern california and a lot of people's experience with mosey baby had been they had to do it like three or four times or three or four ovulation ovulation so it didn't take the first time so we were kind of like, well, if it doesn't work this time, I guess we'll just, I think I had even booked. We like, booked an Airbnb for the next month to <laughs> yeah. come down. But we were really hoping it would work that first time just because of, you know, the effort it takes to drive down there. And um, yeah. But we, the odds of that work are extremely low, but we got extremely lucky. 
than it did work yeah. the first time. And I would say, um, I mean, our friend, our donor, we felt really comfortable with, so it didn't feel awkward like having them come over and, you know, essentially jack off in the bathroom <laughs> while we're in the other room. <laughs> yeah. And but then... um, and then and then they would leave, and we'd be like, okay, cool, we'll just right. shoot this up. <laughs> Put on the... I think we were listening to D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Yeah, that was my request. <laughs> we had like candlelight going. And granted, we did this, or just so you all know, we did this four times in a row. Yeah, every um, day. Every day that we were there, we were like, oh, we might as well maximize our chances yeah. of getting pregnant. Um, And, you know, we knew Lana was ovulating, but we weren't sure when, what like, day was going to be peak. If you are like trying and you've read anything, you know, it's like sometimes they, they can't really say. Sometimes maybe it's before peak ovulation. Sometimes maybe it's like peak ovulation. All of these, like, it's a little bit of a mystery when the egg is exactly going to line up mm-hmm. and how long it will take the sperm to travel up your fallopian tubes. Um, so yeah, we oh, were yeah. like, well then once- let's just do it every day we're here. And then like Lindsay was like, you have to keep laying down. She like, wouldn't let me get up for like 30 minutes. Just like laying on my back. Yeah. Well, uh, and I think I would put your feet up too. Yeah. We bit. were like oh, holding oh, my legs up in the air. Um, it was really silly. It was silly, it but worked. it was fun. It was a very, it was a bonding experience. Yeah. I mean, we're it was very sweet bonded, and but- intimate and. It didn't feel awkward in any way, and I think I was a little concerned it might feel strange, but it didn't. It felt pretty normal, mm-hmm. as normal as it could be. Yeah, but I do remember like laying there and thinking, "Oh my god, this could be like the end of my life." Flash <laughs> 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 to the beginning of the next chapter, <laughs> and it was. And I and because the. D- you know, our donor was our friend. It was funny because it was almost like a little vacation. So we would do this in the evening. Um, I think we did one time in the morning, but first we'd like go and be hanging but we'd out. But ha- we'd be hanging out with them like at the beach, wine. drinking wine. I don't think I was drinking. I don't think you're drinking as much as me, but I mean, we were like hanging out like friends. <laughs> I was like, this you know, might like, be the last time, but I think on I vacation. wasn't drinking so much. Um, and we had an Airbnb very close to where their house and so it was fun. So it was almost like we were just on this little like friend trip. And then it would be like the evening, like sun would start to set and we'd be like, all right. <laughs> like after we like had like grilled and made dinner, we'd be like, okay, we'll go let's, back uh, to our Airbnb. You can come. <laughs> yes, come over in like half an hour yeah. when you put your baby down. Cause yeah, they have a baby, but yeah, so it was pretty magical. It, it took that first time. Of course, you have the two-week wait. That was stressful. And I think anyone who's wanting to get pregnant knows how stressful the two-week wait is. So essentially, it's like after you have tried, you there's two weeks until... Until you can, like, take would a have test, had right? the, your missed period or can take a test. I think there are tests where you can, like, get early detection if you're pregnant, but... So they say. Um, yeah, it's like two weeks so i wasn't drinking during that two-week window because i didn't want to like this was actually pretty funny because so we get back from the trip and we're in the two-week wait and our like some of our best friends got married and lana just wasn't drinking at their wedding yeah and then we even took like a trip with a bunch of friends up to the yuba river yeah but that was we knew i was pregnant oh we did we did 
I guess we wait. I mean, of course, like most people, we wait. We waited a little bit to tell. Yeah. You know, to make sure it sticks, if you will. So we didn't really tell anyone for the first couple months. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. It was like, you know, this big secret that we had. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Yes, it's been quite fun. And stay tuning in to our big adventures in queer parenting from two moms. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And please reach out if you have a question, if you have feedback. We'd love to hear from fellow queers or fellow parents. Our email address is lesbimomspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's lesbimomspodcast at gmail.com. Live, laugh, lesbian. This podcast was recorded in Oakland, California by our amazing producer and sound engineer, Candice Magana. Thanks, Candy.